I am a person of phylogeny. Phylogeny is fondness, love, and admiration towards women. Its antonym is misogyny. Phylogeny is not to be confused with gynophilia, which is sexual attraction to women and femininity. I am also a person of genophilia. Uh, one of the earliest examples of phylogeny is the poet Sappho, Greek and Aeolic Greek. Uh, they spell it with a P sometimes. S A P P H O P S A P P H O. C630 through C570 BCE, who was an archaic Greek poet from the island of Lesbos. Sappho is known for her lyric poetry, written to be sung while accompanied by a L-Y-E-R lyre. In ancient times, Sappho was widely regarded as one of the greatest lyric poets and was given names such as the Tenth Moose and the Poetess. Sappho was a prolific poet probably composing around 10,000 lines. Her poetry was well known and greatly admired through much of antiquity, and she was among the canon of nine lyric poets most highly esteemed by scholars of Hellenistic Alexandria. Sappho's poetry is still considered extraordinary and her works continue to influence other writers. Beyond her poetry, she is well known as a symbol of love and desire between women with English words sapphic and lesbian being derived from her own name and the name of her home island, respectively. Whilst her importance as a poet is confirmed from the earliest times, all interpretations of her work have been colored and influenced by discussions of her sexuality. Most of Sappho's poetry is now lost, and what is extant has mostly survived in fragmentary form. Two notably Two notable exceptions are the Ode to Aphrodite and the Typhonus poem. Hypatia, born C350 through 370, died 415 AD, was a Hellenistic Neoplatonist philosopher, astronomer, mathematician who lived in Alexandria, Egypt, and part of the Eastern Roman Empire. She was a prominent thinker of the Neoplatonic school in Alexandria, where she taught philosophy and astronomy. Uh, although preceded by Pandrosian, another Alexandrian female mathematician, she's the first female mathematician whose life is reasonably well recorded. Hypatia was renowned in her own lifetime as a great teacher and a wise counselor. During the Middle Ages, Hypatia was co-opted as a symbol of Christian virtue and scholars believe she was part of the basis for the legend of St. Catherine of Alexandria. During the Age of Enlightenment, she became a symbol of opposition to Catholicism. In the 19th century European literature, especially Charles Kingsley's 1853 novel, Hypatia, romanticized it as, quote-unquote, the last of the Halloweens. In the 20th century, Hypatia became seen as an icon for women's rights and precursor to the feminist movement. The zero course of the work could be used in Greek philosophy to denote being overly fond of women, which was considered a disease along with misogyny. 
Christian Grosskreen has argued that the conceptual content of phylogeny must be developed as an alternative to the concept of misogyny. Criticizing R.W. Connell's theory of hegemonic masculinities, he shows how phylogeny's masculinity spread among youth in Maputo, Mozambique. Phylogeny, this is the etymology, right? Phylogeny comes from philo, loving, and Greek gyne, woman. The parallel Greek-based terms with respect to men, males are phalandry for fondness towards men, and misandry for hatred of men. Parallel terms for humanity generally are philanthropy and misanthropy. Um, so, I am a phylogenist because I have fondness, love, and admiration towards women, which is why I am a person of phylogeny. Yes, phylogeny is a part is a major part of who I am. I'm also a person of gynephilia. So yes, I do have sexual attraction to women. I do have sexual attraction to femininity as well. Um let me see here. I do not have miss Misanthropy. Misanthropy is the general hatred, dislike, distrust, or contempt of the human species, human behavior, human nature. No, I, I am not a person of misanthropy. I'm not. I am a person of philanthropy, though. Philanthropy consists of private initiatives for the public good, focusing on quality of life. So that would, so yes, I, I am a philanthropy. Um, let me see here, as I say again, um, overly fond of women, which was considered a disease along with, which, is, which was considered a disease along with misogyny. The word folly comes to my mind on that one. Okay, so now let me explain let me briefly talk about my phalangry since there's not much said on it. Phalangry is fondness, love, or admiration towards men. Its antonym is misandry. Uh, phalangry is not to be confused with androphilia, which is sexual attraction to men or masculinity, whose antonym is androphobia. The parallel Greek-based terms with respect to women, females, are phalogeny for fondness towards women and misogyny for hatred of women. Parallel terms for humanity in general, philanthropy and misanthropy once again. So I reject misogyny. Um, and I I reject misandry is the which is the hatred of contempt for prejudice against men. Right? So I am a person of philandry, making me a philandrist because I have fondness, love, and admiration towards men. I'm also a person of androphilia because I do have sexual attraction to men and I have sexual attraction to masculinity as well. 
So. I want to mention again what my sex orientation is. I gave y'all something new with what I just said in the beginning so you can have a better understanding of my sex orientation. I like to put new stuff so the old stuff can have more of an effective comprehension so you will fully understand why I say what I say. So, I am a pansexual person. So, as the pansexual person that I am, I am able to be sexually, emotionally, and psychologically attracted to members of the opposite sex, the same sex, as well as intersex people. I differ from the bisexual person in that my attraction to people is not limited by the gender binary of male and female, but also extends to gender individuals as well as androgynous and intersex people. Basically, I am able to develop sexual, emotional, and mental bonds with people of any gender, lack of gender, and sexual orientation. The genitals and chromosomes of a person rarely play much importance in my level of attraction to them. And I tend to focus more on the inner character and personality of a person rather than the external appearance. I do not experience confusion surrounding my sexuality, surrounding my sexual identity. I do not experience frustration surrounding my sexual identity. Um, I am unconventional in all the healthy ways. I am rebellious in all the healthy ways. And I must admit that even though I have a strong desire for each and every kind of intimacy that humans can have with other humans, I'm not greedy. I'm not gluttonous either. However, I am not necessarily attracted to every single person that I meet. I just have the ability to love everyone regardless of who they are, what they look like underneath, or what sexuality or gender they subscribe to or not. Additionally, I'll, I also tend to be open-minded and adventurous by nature, 
disregarding rules and restrictions that limit me from living a whole and genuine lifestyle. I also want to say that I'm not reckless in any kind of way. I'm not callous in any kind of way. Uh, my ethicalness consists of SPD and STI effective protection in the form of birth control. Not, I'm not over sex. I'm not under sex. I have sex for all of the right reasons with positive adults only. Positive adults only. And there's mutual compassionate love uh, between myself and my partners. There's mutual sacrificial love between myself and my partners. And there's mutual unconditional love between myself and my partners. And all these things are true on screen and off screen. As you all know, my adult entertainment um, at a future jerk, so to speak. So, in summary, I can develop sexual, emotional, psychological bonds with any gender or non-gender person identifying with any sexual orientation. Um, I don't gauge my level of interest to a person based on whether they quote-unquote look right or whether they have the quote-unquote proper genitals. I am primarily attracted to a person's inner character or personality. I believe everyone should be free to love whoever they want. I tend to be open-minded, adventurous, and non-judgmental by nature. Uh, And yes, do I have a strong hunger for sex? Yes, and at the same time, there is no degradation, dehumanization, demonization, objectification, and self-objectification. None of those things are part of my relationship with sex, um, and my more importantly, my relationship with people. So that you have now more of an understanding of how I'm feeling. So that's the truth about my life that I wanted to 
Extraño. Now, because of what I said about phylogeny and um, as well as my phalandry, then you'll understand more of what it means for me to be pangenic. Right this. Okay. So, I'm going to keep it very simple, simplistic, here we go. Pangender is a form of multi-gender that can be interpreted in a variety of ways. It is primarily defined as referring to someone who identifies as all. However, this can be described in multiple ways, such as identifying as all known genders, identifying as too many genders, a cow, identifying as one gender that accomplishes all possibilities, Identifying as all genders within reason, one for every xenogender, etc. Identifying is what feels like an infinite amount of genders. Not caring about the gender that they are viewed as and are identified as less common definition. Um, Someone who is pangenic can identify as gender from outside their culture, gender that is exclusive to other groups that they do not fit into. The term maxi gender has means as an alternative by those that believe that pangenic is appropriate to support identifying as the exclusive genders. However, the term pangenic is not indigenous. Omnigenic is sometimes considered a synonym of pangenic. So, yes, I am pangender because I identify as all known genders. Um, I identify as too many genders to count. Um, I'm identifying as what feels like an infinite amount of genders. So those are true for me. So I go by all gender pronouns. If you insist on using the masculine ones for me. I'm not offended, go right ahead, it's all good. If you're like, hey, I wanna use the feminine gender pronoun to describe you, I'm not offended, go right ahead. If you say, I wanna use the genderless pronouns to describe you, it's all good, go right ahead. I'm not offended by any of these things. I, I think all these things are cool and have fun. If you're like, look, I insist on calling you the birth name that you were given, Antonio, Go right ahead. If you say I want to call you Antonia, go right ahead. If you insist on, you know what? I'll just create a, a respectful nickname for you because I want to feel like I respect all your uh, genders. And go right ahead. It's all good. It's all good. I don't take it personally. So I'm omnigender too. Um.
I'm omnisexual as well. You know, so I just wanted to briefly go over that. I don't want to repeat that ever again by myself this episode. If I do, it would be with a guest. Uh, okay. So now y'all have that understanding. I'm thankful that y'all do. I want to discuss something very, very important. Let's discuss all the reasons why I am permanently single by my choice forever. Here we go. I make up my own rules. I live life on my own terms. I live life by my own scheduling. I can pick up and go. Um, I can have fun sex. I love being able to hop around as many beds as I damn well please and have it always be fresh and new. Um, I can eat more of my favorite foods. I don't have to make holiday plans if I don't want to. Uh, I love the fun mystery because you know when I go if when I go out I don't know what good will happen to me. So I love that, and I do love being frugal. So I love I get to save more money and use it more for myself in philanthropic ways as well as rewarding myself when appropriate. And I get to spend more time consumed with my favorite hobby. My bed is my bed, which is awesome. And I don't have to go to um, and I don't have to go to functions with the life partner. So I don't want to go. It's much easier not to by being single. Which I appreciate. Um, basically, I felt like watching TV. I can't without ever having to turn it off when my when a partner wanted, you know. So that's good. I could do that. 
And it's much easier for me to be my truthful self as a single person. As, you know, even though I would never lie in a romantic relationship, still, um, I may have to do some things that I wouldn't like to do, such as spending time with certain relatives I may not like. I may not want some of them at our functions, but their family may invite them anyway. I think, ah, I don't want to deal with that. Don't get me wrong, I would never uh, unite with someone toxic. That's why I'm so toxic people. Of course, I know they respect me, but still, I just want to avoid all of that. And, and I'm glad y'all really, really understand. So. I have more to say. I'm too amazing to be with just anyone. I don't need validation from anyone but myself. I'm happy, joyful, and excited on my own. I do not need to be pitied. I do not need to be completed. I am a hard catch. Um, you really have to be quality for me to be an easy catch. You're not quality, I'm a hard catch. And a lot of people can't catch me because I make it that way. Uh, being attached doesn't make me a better person. Because here's what I mean by being that to make me a better person. A lot of people after this, when they're in relationships, that they um, You know, I just, you know, they act as if they are very much into, well, you know, I have somebody, we don't, you know, that there may be some, something that's just off-putting about you because you're not with somebody, you need somebody to feel at peace about yourself and try to deplete your self-esteem if you don't have anybody and they insist on saying that you're just unimportant if you don't have another adult human being that you share a bed with, how can you not share a bed with that person, what's wrong with these couples today, not sharing a bed, why have a separate bed, and just blah, blah, blah. I had to take a pause in the, in the beginning, because I'm thinking about how stupid the pressure it is to have somebody. There's nothing wrong with me. I am better off alone. I am good picky, and that's a damn good thing for, yes, a damn good thing for me. Uh, sometimes I'm quiet because I'm also keeping track of making sure I can flow 
HR go out and get me that I put in my homework. So that's the truth. So okay. Twenty-five reasons why it's great to be single. While everyone around is in a relationship. Patrick Banks, LifeHack.org. Okay. Going out has endless possibilities for myself, and that is healthy when it comes to me. Um, I can still enjoy the wonders of dating apps if I choose to do that. Even though most of my lovers, I will actually meet in person without this technology. The few remaining will be on dating apps. Um, I can take up the whole bed any night of the week. Um, I don't have to plan a wedding. Because I'm not thinking about marriage, I certainly don't have to worry about divorce. Even though I'm marriage material, and even though I'm the type of person that would never have a divorce, because I would never pick somebody that I would think about divorcing later, and I wouldn't be divorce material myself, so why would I marry divorce material? Let's see. I don't have to wonder if I'm with the right person. I can be with anyone I want on any given day. And I, of course I'm good at picking the right person. And at the same time, society always wants to tell you about you have to have the one I don't believe there's the one. I believe there's the ones, though. You just pick the one that you think makes you the most euphoric, pretty much. Um, I don't have to smell someone else's farts. I don't have to smell someone else's bad breath in the morning, either. Um, I don't have to to hang out with my partners is persons in their lives that could, could potentially be annoying. I would never pick that type of person, but it's much easier not to deal with that by being single. I can watch whatever I want after work. When I, you know, I don't live my life with it. I'm gonna do whatever I want attitude all the time. Because my attitude is about doing what's right all the time, whether I feel like it or not. You know, my desires, I do I do what I want, meaning my desires are wholesome. For me, doing whatever I want is actually good for me because there's no toxicity to it. There's no integrity attached to it. So I just wanted to clear that up. I have much more time to work on myself. Um... I know I haven't settled. Um, I never have to do anything I don't feel like doing. You know what I mean? You know, I never have to play my browsing history. Of course, I would pick a partner that would know my browsing history. Again, no deception. I'm not a liar. But it's much easier not to. I have to think of playing my browser because it's just me. Um, 
I'm not the arguer type. I would never pick a person who, who, who likes to argue in terms of, yeah, 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 yeah. It wouldn't be like that, but it's much easier for me not to even think of the possibility of an argument if I just don't have the fun. Um, I can experiment, which is good when it comes to me because I respect people. Um, I get to be good selfish, not bad selfish. I can travel. Life is more adventurous to me as a single person. Um, I still get to have the ones instead of the one. And, you know, I get to budget more effectively my own finances. Um, let me see here. I'm a flirter, which is, again, everything I do with other people, it's all things mutually enthusiastically consenting. So I can, I can flirt all I want. And the only people I have to check in with is my parents. That's pretty awesome. Um, let me see. Okay. I love being honest. Um... Here I go, here I go, here I go, here I go. More of my reasons why I'm single forever. I can I can focus on my career. I, again, I get the whole bed to myself. I can be as messy or as organized as I want. I can do whatever I want. I get to focus on personal growth. I get to play the field, which I do. Um, um, I don't have to worry about anyone eating my leftovers in the fridge. I don't have to postpone anything in my life. I don't have to go to uncomfortable second family gatherings. I don't, I never have to explain myself when I get home. I get as much alone time as I want. I get to live by my own standards. I don't have to deal with any love drama. I, it's much easier for me to build lasting friendship, which I'm good at. I just don't want to be in a relationship. Um, I don't have to deal with anyone else's problems unnecessarily. Meaning, you know, I don't mind helping people with their problems. It's just that to constantly face that in ways that are not just my partner's problems, but the problems of the people attached to me before I came on, like their family. Yeah, that, that could be a handful. Um, I'm not a cheater, and I would never get with a cheater. 
but it's much easier for me to not think about the possibility of adultery as a single person. And I don't have to worry about upsetting anyone, you know what I mean? When I, because I choose to be permanently single by my choice, I don't have to consider the emotions of anyone else in ways where I don't mind emotions because that's a major character trait of who I am. However, when you constantly have to deal with the emotions of your partner and their family, and their family's crazy, it's just, ah, uh, it's emotionally draining for me. I can do whatever I want. I can come home slaughtered or not come home at all if that's what I want to do. I don't have to look after anyone but myself, and it feels great. Okay, yes. Some of these things I'm repeating myself, but I'm going to fully explain everything. And I mean everything. Okay, here's why I, I choose to be single forever. Oh, there's more. I'm not done. Um... Okay, so let me find the right article to really explain. Plus, it's, um, you know, some of the articles I'm reading right now don't really describe my views. Um... Okay, as I'm reading some of these articles, I'm like, oh my god. You know, I don't want to share my space. That's very true about me. Um, that's why as I read because I'm like, no. I like Chelsea Handler's statement. I think we can all agree that sleeping around is a great way to meet people. It is for me because I take all the necessary cautions and precautions. I do like dating around. That is very true about me. Um, I want to do my own thing. Now, that's true. I don't believe in marriage. That is true for me. I'm not into having kids. That's true for me. Um... You know, I asked the question why I settled. I'm so down to meet as many positive adults as I can for the rest of my life and just have my fun. That's me. 
that sandwich club that's a fly for my life bottle. Um You know, it's unnatural for me to be with just one person. That explains my ethical nominee, my casual relationships, my casual dating, my romantic friendships, where we do everything that couples do, which is not committed. Um, I don't mind sleepovers sometimes, but not all the time. Um, you know, I'm wise, I'm a wise person, and Relationships would definitely be hard for me in terms of the situations, committed relationships. I don't want those type of relationships. It's just very hard. It's very, very difficult. Wow. These are all refreshing reasons. For me to be here. Let's see. I do the things I enjoy. I value time with my friends and my family. The people that come like my family that much more. I experience happiness with no strings attached. Much easier for me not to have opportunities passing by much easier for me to change for the right reasons. Much easier for me not to feel sorry for myself. You know? I I let my heart fall me instead of falling my heart. That was the truth for me too. So, I, here are other reasons why I choose to be firmly single by my choice forever. So, here I go. Because I have everything I need to be happy and whole with myself. I don't think I'll meet a person who would make me think, wow, being with them would be better than being single. Um, I'm more selective. I know now what I didn't know then. That's true for me. For the time, for for the forever time being, I'm focusing on me growing spiritually, emotionally, mentally. Um, I do plan to be single forever. 
it's not something that is forced on me. It's not rushed on me. It's generally what I want to be. Uh, I'm beautiful, smart, wise, and most importantly, the happiest being single. I'm happy. I want control over my own life and money. Being single means I don't have to explain what I buy or how I spend my time. I find it easy to be happy alone. I'm good being alone. That's why I do not consider marriage. For example, I am a permanent confirmed bachelor by my choice. I I show no interest in marrying. I have no interest in marriage. I intend to remain a confirmed bachelor forever. I'm settled on it. I'm resolute. I'm confirmed. Um. It's hard to find lots of people I want around me all the time. A lot of people I meet are wonderful in small doses of individuals. Um, I am emotionally available. And I am not lazy. I'm a hard worker, smart worker. Um, I don't need someone to validate that I'm an amazing, caring, beautiful person. I have high standards for myself and others. My focus is to parent myself as best as I can and work on the continuous adoration of the inner child that's inside of me. So now, let's talk about all the reasons why I'm yeah, so now I focus on all the reasons why I'm oh, three. That's definitely next. So. I I want I. I want my leisure time. Um, I have no desire to have children. Um, there are economic concerns. There are global instability concerns. There are population growth concerns. When I say they're concerns, I'm talking about my concerns. My career is my is a greater priority to me. There are student debt concerns. Um, 
there are housing affordability concerns. Um, there are child care affordability concerns. You know, um, I choose not to find just one partner. Uh, you know, it's there are college affordability concerns, there are climate change concerns, there are domestic uh, politics concerns, there's domestic stability concerns, there's environmental concerns. Uh, it's much easier for me to take care of my personal health. Uh, Overall, I love the freedom of my single life. Being single for me provides my me freedom, which is one of the four single life values of mine. My single life allows me to live my life exactly how I want without having to worry about a spouse and children. Singles like me have the freedom to do as we please without worrying about paying for a spouse and children. This gives me the freedom to travel, see the world, pursue my own interests, develop my skills, discover myself and live my best life. Um, I, it's much easier for me to be the one in control of my life. I'm in charge of my life. And that's what matters to me. Okay. I was thinking of all the finances. Uh, it's much easier to experience the benefits of environmentalism. I don't want to be a parent. I can always be on the go. I'm better at leaving a legacy as a single person. With you know my marriage to my purpose. I choose to be married to my purpose of being married to a person. So my purpose, the best way for to have the legacy is to be a family person. Um, I don't have to have spending hours at PTA. It's much easier for me to keep my house clean and redecorated. Um, it's much easier for me to sleep well. My instinct is more apt in handling my professional work. Um, my old age plan is to have my loved ones take care of me. Uh, it's much easier for myself and my partners to work things on our own that we need to tend to. Um, I can travel light. I won't feel the urge to be frustrated with kids and babies. Uh, sex anywhere, anytime, and within the realm of both law and logic. No crying baby ruins my orgasm. I get to have uninterrupted great sex in the name of enjoying the other person and people. 
I could have sexy times without disruption. So that's awesome for me. Um, to bring a kid in this world for me, and what's going on now, makes me feel greatly concerned that's all I can say and, um, those are some of my reasons for being child free there's obviously more um, there are other reasons for my being child free remaining child free is my conscious decision not an accident I came to the decision over time not because of a single event always kind of felt this way. Um, I want to be much closer to my, myself and my partners. Um, I didn't like other people's lives changing. You know, they had kids and kind of struggling to maintain friendships, struggling to maintain monogamous relationships, that's what I've been like. Um, having children would put limits on what I want to do in life. It's my responsible decision. All right, let me keep going. all about things I want to do as well as there is physical talk when it comes to having kids and my, I don't want my life to start the bad as I'm children I love that there are there's an increased openness about the parts of parenting that aren't so per that aren't so pleasant. You know, the you know, and the financial stresses are real, like I said. You know, more and more potential parents are concerned about the environment, which is good. There's limited support from family. Yeah, that does happen. There's an increased acceptance that's, that we simply can't do it all. Child free adults are less an outsider now, and this great acceptance is a life choice. I'm glad that time is changing. Glad that seven reasons choosing a child is on the rise. Those are good things. 
I'm glad I'm a part of this. Uh -huh. Wow. I did every article. Wow. I was able to read every that was the video. Two more things. Two. Two more things. Okay. Two more things. So I do not lead people on. I do not allow people to think that I want something serious or that I want commitment with them because I'm upfront about the fact that I don't mind game people. I don't treat people as games, I don't treat people as toys, because I think that that is atrocious. I don't see people as playing because I'm serious about treating people with respect. At all times, that is absolutely how um, I live my life. I just think that when people do that, it's just so tacky. I love to indulge in a series of sexual relationships without committing myself to anyone. That's a pleasure for me. Plus, I have safer sex. That's safe sex. I don't have too many partners. I don't have the whole not having enough partners for myself. And, um,. I say that also because of I was taught abusive sexuality, demonic sexuality. That's why I'm recovering from rape trauma syndrome. So I reject those types of sexualities. I reject traumatic sexuality, violent sexuality, that's sexual abuse and sexual violence are. So I reject all those types of sexuality. I was taught purity culture, sexuality, religious, faith-based sexuality, and those things made it hard for me to enjoy being fully human without the pressure of the family man life and settling down and being a parent and owning a pet and having the American dream type of house. Including the whole, it has to look good for the church. I didn't want to deal with that. So I reject those types of sexualities. I also reject toxic masculinity sexuality. I reject hypermasculinity sexuality. I reject chauvinistic sexuality. I reject misogynistic sexuality. I reject um, sexist sexuality. You know, you got to prove that you're a man, but how many women can you run through and 
street as toys, as games, as gadgets, as gimmicks, as collages, as pets. I reject all those things. I regret shooting women in casino bets and bingo games. I connect for I reject all that. I reject all that. So I reject all the sexuality. So I found the sexuality that worked for me. It's all in me. When I say found, it means that it was a conscious awakening. Um, I consider myself a peopleizer. Because you hear the term womanizer or manizer. Gender. I humanizer if you want to call it that humanizer in this case means that i love to acknowledge and appreciate the full humanity of people and i must honestly say this i am a person that engages in numerous casual sexual affairs with other adults. That's what I also mean when I say that I'm a humanizer. Right? I just, I'm a peopleizer if you want to call it that. I'm an adult who engages in numerous casual sexual affairs with other adults. That's me. Okay, so... Here's the truth. I want as many positive women, also known as queens, as possible for all around intimacy. <laughs> so that makes me an ethical womanizer. I'm also an ethical manizer. I want as many positive men, also known as kings, as possible for all around intimacy. And then, here's another definition for humanizer. Number three, I'm a humanizer because I want as many positive adults of all gender identities, all sexual orientations, and all sex characteristics as possible for all around intimacy. Because of who I am, I, I know in my heart that I'll have more compassionate love than I thought more sacrificial love and I thought more unconditional love and I thought um, more physical intimacy than I thought more spiritual intimacy than I thought more emotional intimacy than I thought more sexual intimacy than I thought more interpersonal intimacy than I thought more social intimacy than I thought uh, more intellectual intimacy than I thought more crisis intimacy than I thought. Uh, 
more work intimacies I thought more all the other intimacies than I thought okay so I get to have more on screen partners than I thought I get to have I get to experience all the 12 types of intimacy more than I thought beyond my wildest dreams. So I get to experience more communication intimacy than I thought, more spiritual intimacy than I thought, more commitment intimacy than I thought, mutually derived from common self-interest. I get to experience more conflict intimacy than I thought, more crisis intimacy than I thought, more work intimacy than I thought, more recreational intimacy than I thought, more creative intimacy than I thought, more aesthetic intimacy than I thought, more intellectual intimacy than I thought, more emotional intimacy than I thought, more physical intimacy than I thought, more sexual intimacy, more sexual intimacy than I thought, more purpose intimacy than I thought. I get to experience all these types of intimacies more than I thought beyond my wildest dreams with my on-screen partners, my off-screen partners. Um, this is awesome. This is fabulous. I get to have more off, on-screen, off-screen partners than I thought beyond my wildest dreams too. So that makes me uh, feel right at home. And another thing is, is that I, I'm a pursuer and the people I'm with are pursuers too. Uh, we take turns pursuing one another in ethical, humane fashions. And I must admit that I experience uh, love. I, I I do experience fondness, love, and admiration towards the entire human diversity of positive adults. That also means that I have sexual attraction to positive adults and all the good that comes along with them. So that's what makes me feel so much at peace inside. And I'm glad I get to really talk about this uh, with you all. So... I no longer have to explain all these things anymore. I'll explain these new things and I'll be done with this episode. I don't have a problem with out of wedlock parenting. I don't have a problem with out of wedlock births. I have a problem with deadbeat parenting. I have a problem with bad parenting. 
I have a problem with child trauma and child traumatizers. I have a problem with that. Um, I say and do all things in moderation, including my wild side, or as many people call my Sin City life. I say everything and all things in moderation. I do everything and all things in moderation. I think everything and, and think all things in moderation. I feel everything and all things in moderation. Everything about and all things about my personal life are in moderation. Everything and all things about my professional life are in moderation too. I'm never too much in all areas of my life. I'm never too little in all areas of my life. I'm just right in all areas of my life. There, I am not toxic, I'm not poisonous, I'm not negative, I'm not difficult. There's no bullshit about me. There's nothing fucked up about me. Um, there's nothing false in me. So, now that you understand, I can also say that I am for cohabitation. I'm just going to marry. I'm for marital sex. I'm for, um, hell, if you have the rare occurrence of y'all so compatible that you want to have sex on this after the first date, go right ahead. If y'all that compatible and it's that obvious, oh yeah, then go for it, you know? Um, those are my stances. I love being a sex positive person. I love being a queer positive person. I love being a body positive person. I love what many people call fat positive person. Meaning, you know, I just love people. I love caring for people. I love people caring for and for each other. I just love, you know, you know, I just love genuineness and honest people who are true to their values, private and public like I am. Uh, that describes a part of, you know, my ethical promiscuity. Um, there's honesty, everything's up front, everyone knows what's going on and oh no there's no abuse no crime no betrayal uh, no violence uh, no human rights violations of any kind I'm not a human rights violator at all I'm a protector uh, I stand for truth and I suffer with the least of these I just love people I respect people I'm a respecter, I'm an honorer, I'm a cherisher. Um, and that's just really, really who I am. I have a fetish for all kinds of positive people, adults in this case. And I don't engage in fetishization, but everything about the person, about their bodies. I love to explore all around. I love to explore my body all around.
So there's no mutual satisfaction. There's no self-satisfaction either. You know, myself and my partner talk about. And we fetishize each other's entire bodies and for each other's entire bodies without fetishization. So, we appreciate each other's entire souls and for each other's entire souls. Now, and all of our explorations are humane and ethical. So, that's what I wanted to uh, really talk about. And um, as we say in Clubhouse, say your name, I'm complete. My name is Antonio Myers, and I am complete.